0: Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 687 now of the Ron and Don Show, and we are live in the Les Schwab studio. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, we're going to talk about Major League Baseball and the new uniforms, which looks like pajamas, and it seems like everyone in baseball hates it. You're not going to believe, though, what Nike did to create these see-through uniforms because now players are afraid their hand huh, and their huh, is going to be uh, showing on opening day. So they are in full-on five-star revolt. <laughs> I love this story. <laughs> also, House Hunters, uh, we have all watched it on HGTV. Is that a real show? Uh, we're going to take you behind the scenes. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. Ron has a story. He wants to
1: share. I'm really curious to get your take on this. So I just read uh, um, this story, and it's, it's based on a scientific study. It's in uh, BBC Science. And you know this um, thing that was big a couple of years ago uh, around the secret? And like the manifestation psychology where you would make a vision board, you would believe that if you manifested, Oprah was into this and a bunch of people were into this, you would manifest something into your life so it could be romantic it could be a business success it could be something good you wanted to happen in your life and so there was a book called the secret a lot of people jumped on that bandwagon so they started to do i know it's been a few years ago that that happened well some researchers saw that and they're like hey let's let's test this because if this is a thing um that actually works uh, we want to know about it. We want to sort of quantify whether or not this thing works. And so some some folks put together a study and they wanted to find people that do this manifestation style of thinking and go, does it work? Do you Can you, if you practice the secret, then will you see what kind of results can we see across a large cross section of people that practice this and do this? And so they did that. They set up a study. It takes a long time to do that. That's why this story is just coming out now. And so um, the results I, I don't the know if this story has
0: been a secret for a long it time. It has been. Yeah.
1: I don't know if this surprises me a lot, but the, the result that they had um, is that it doesn't really work. And the, the first thing that they did uh, is they did a counterfactual is what it's called. And so they said, okay, we, we have a, another group that we can put on the polar opposite of this manifestation group. And it's people that are clinically anxious because they obsess over negative thoughts and beliefs every day. And they actually seek treatment for it because it causes a lot of depression and anxiety. So they said, okay, if we have this one group of people that they obsess day in and day out that bad things are going to happen how many bad things happen to those people they have this other group where they are obsessing and manifesting quote-unquote good things are going to happen so what do we see results wise on all this well the negative anxiety people they say ninety-nine percent 8% of the time, the bad things they fantasize about never happen. Oh, I'm going to be sick. I'm going to go to the hospital. I'm going to be bankrupt. Like they obsess on these negative loops. In 99% of the time, it doesn't happen. On the success side, same result. That 99% of the time, nothing happens. But the, the thing that they found that was super interesting, that I found super interesting, is the people that believe in the manifestation stuff they found that they also will take more risks for like investing and they they feel overly confident sometimes in business or romantic situations and they actually end up getting the opposite of the result that they thought so they're manifesting a business success Something comes along that seems too good to be true. They're overly confident because they think the universe has now given them this opportunity. So they jump in feeling like this is is exactly what I've been manifesting. Here it is. And they end up losing it all because they didn't vet the actual opportunity. Same thing with romance. Same thing with all these other things. And so I'll stop here and shut up because I'm on a roll. But how do you think about a positive mindset versus the ability to manifest something in your life.
0: Yeah, that's a good question. What do you, what, so how do you define manifestation or manifesting?
1: I, I've never read the secret, but the way I've, they described in the article is that you almost in a vision board kind of way you say, um, by this time next year, I wanna lose 40 pounds. I'm gonna find the love of my life and I'm gonna make uh, uh, half a million dollars. And so I just need, I'm gonna believe that it already exists. I'm going to pr- go through this year manifesting those things as if they've already come true.
0: But what is, uh, again, what is manifesting those things? What, is that, what does that mean to it you? It means
1: that if I believe, according to this yeah. article, if I believe it strong enough and I put it out into the universe, mm-hmm. that the universe responds to that energy and will deliver those things to the manifester.
0: Yeah. Yeah, my son and I have had conversations about this. And it it is... In the evangelical church that I grew up in, they call it name it and claim it, where you just you claim things in the name of Jesus, you just name it and claim it, right? And, and it's done, whether it be wealth or health or whatever it is that you want to name and claim. So I think manifesting compared to the people that I have been around that are great in business or relationships or have great marriages, uh, give a lot of philanthropy uh or or give a lot back to the world uh as far as philanthropy goes those kind of people that i i'm around i don't know that they manifest but they are very optimistic they are optimistic and they and they do set a mindset every day but along with that mindset like and and so we'll bring up what you brought up i'm going to lose 40 pounds so let, let's, na- let's name that. I'm going to lose 40 pounds. Then the question becomes, okay, what is the workaround losing 40 pounds? And we, we can talk about James Clear in his book where he talks about micro habits or habit stacking and how things stack on top of each other. So my son just lost almost 30 pounds, right? He looks great. In the last year uh, because he was having some weight issues. And so what we did is we never brought up that we wanted to lose 30 or 40 Forty pounds, but we wanted to have a mindset that we were going to be healthy and we were going to be active, that we were going to do hard things, that we were going to do fun things. So you did start with the
1: mental game first.
0: We, well, we 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 every year we sit down and and, and we have a talk, and and in that talk I'll keep I, I can I can talk about some of these things because that year has already gone by, but the things that we're working on right now. You know, that's just that's between he and I. So we'll talk about something, but then we talk about the work that goes around that. Right. So he did he did the work for over a year. And as a result of that, uh, he looks different. He feels different. He moves differently. He has a confidence, a quiet confidence that he hasn't had before. Uh, don't ask him how much he benches because he's not going to tell you because he likes to be humble about these things. Uh, but what, what I have seen in him and what I've seen in my own life is having, having a positive, optimistic mindset and then deciding every day what the workaround that's going to be. And sometimes the workaround that's pretty boring. So, the, the, the exciting thing is manifesting it. The exciting thing right. is naming it and claiming it, right? That's why a pastor gets up on Sunday and can really get people fired up, right? He can get them fired up, but a lot of times they they the the work around that is well just read the Bible, or the work around that is just pray. And, and I think those can be good things for people if they want to read the, re, read the Bible and pray. But, it, but if you're going to have a better marriage, what are the things that I'm going to do on a daily or weekly basis in order to have a better marriage? Maybe I should start dating my wife again. Uh, maybe we should go out on dates and we should plan things, right? I see people now that are, that are struggling in relationships that are empty nesters, and it is very, very clear that the relationship in that family is about their kids, and now they're having to reintroduce themselves to each other and decide, do we want to go another 10, 15, 20 years together? Or we see sometimes this is when when couples decide to call it off. So I think the mindset is important, but if you don't have the work around that mindset that you're going to do on a daily basis, I, I think... I think that that's where you're going to fail. And for people that feel anxious about things, a lot of times when you're chipping away at something on a daily basis, uh, that can make you feel pretty good. I bought a bunch of real estate about six and a half, almost seven years ago now. And that real estate very slowly is, 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 has been snowballing. But it's one complaint after another. And it's you would not believe how many thousands of uh, cleaning pods I have bought to to put in dishwashers and to, to put in wash machines. Or it's really one toilet paper roll at a time, right? So, so that's your snowball right there. So people get really excited, for instance, when they hear about my Airbnb businesses, but a lot of people don't end up doing it because there's a certain mindset that you have to have and then and then you have to get after it every day on a on a day like before we, we, you arrived here today. I'm 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 on that business and working that business and controlling that business. And and frankly a lot of the work around it is not exciting and it and it and it's it pretty boring.
1: Would it be fair to say that the universe doesn't owe you anything? And you, the way you manifest it is by what you just described.
0: I don't know because I, I don't want to take that away from people. Because I, I notice as I get older, I don't know as much as I thought when I was younger. And when I was younger, I really thought I had religion figured out. I really thought I really thought I had things figured out. And what I've realized as I've grown older is that that I don't have much figured out. But the things that I have road tested, when I put energy and work and love and finances. Uh, and the sweat of my brow around it, usually I end up with a better result than if I just name something and claim something that typically doesn't work out. So yeah, what so about what about what about
1: you? How do you look? At I it? don't think that they're the the universe responds in a personal way to people on the planet. And the, the reason my logic on that is because of the immense poverty and pain and suffering we see around the world, especially with little children all the time. So it's like, well, then the universe is not a personal entity that will respond to your desires. So, but I do think that your mindset that you have and the work you put around that can get you a result. Um, It's just not owed to you in any sort of external way. Like that's, that's what I think I believe.
0: Love it. More on the other side. Hey, you guys, I got some exciting news now through March 2nd. They're having their founders day sale at Les Schwab. Who's Les Schwab? Well, you know, they sponsor this show. You know, they do a lot of great things in the community, in fact, uh, this Thanksgiving raised a lot of food, and during the holidays, yeah, raised a lot of toys. Thing I love about Les Schwab is he loves the community. He's been doing it. In fact, instilling their family values since 1952 in all our communities. 70 years earning your trust. Right now, the founders' day. Sale. It's a thank you to all the customers out there. Get this. You can save up to a hundred and fifty dollars. That's right, hundred and fifty dollars when you buy a set of four select tires. And all you got to do when you go in is say that Ron and Don sent you. All right. For that location near you, all you need to do is go to leschwab.com. That's leschwab.com. Les Schwab, let's say it together. They've been doing the right thing since 1952. <laughs>
1: Hey, it's ron here for ron and don real estate love those guys so listen i I was out to lunch yesterday a friend of mine's like hey when when everything crashes i want to buy a house on the water up on the islands and i looked at him and i said danny the market is not crashing he goes okay well when interest rates go back down to two percent i want to buy that cabin i said danny this is the this the market is stabilized. Interest rates have pretty much stabilized. This is the market we have. So if you've been waiting on the sidelines going, as soon as things crash, as soon as prices comes down, as soon as we get back to the old interest rates, that is not going to happen in 2024. This is the market we have. And if you are ready to make a move, whether you need to sell or whether you want to buy in the Pacific Northwest, in fact, the entire state of Washington, Don and I are your team. So whether you're doing it or your friend or family refer us to them, and let's get a game plan together. We call it a Ron and Don sit-down. You can call me directly. You can email me, ron at Ronandon.com, or you can go to ronanddonsitdown.com, set up that sit-down, let's put a game plan together. This is the market we're in this year. It's stabilizing, and it's going to start to heat up. So let's get a game plan together, ronanddonsitdown.com.
0: All right, you guys, welcome back uh, to the Ron and Don Show, and a lot of us watch a lot of HGTV. Uh, I don't watch a lot of it. Um fact, I don't, yeah. But a lot of people do. It's one yeah. of the it's one of the reasons why we have to stage homes the way that we stage them, because when people walk in, they expect it to look like a TV show, right?
1: Absolutely. Like this has been a huge influence on people. A the the makeover shows, and I think it all started with Extreme Home Makeover back in the day, uh, and then uh, all of these shows that were spawned off of that, and then now it's sort of morphed into these House Hunter Foreign House Hunter because they're they're cheap to produce people will watch them uh, and just they can do these marathons and people will watch one episode after the next. And so uh, it's just changed the expectation in the market.
0: And a lot of contractors on there, real estate agents, they'll do it all for free. And the reason they'll do it for free is because they get a lot of business out of this. In fact, I think one of our old colleagues from a brokerage house that we worked at here, she was just on an episode of House Hunters not too long ago. I'll have to ask her about this. Uh, So this is according to BuzzFeed. Uh, and this is where you just, they're they are talking about reality-based television, and you can jump on and you can share your experience. Uh, and one person said, I was an extra on my friend's episode of House Hunters. Uh, how would you explain House Hunters? How would you explain that show?
1: House Hunters is, is a couple, usually it's a couple or a family, and they're in a market or in a country, and they're like, we have... We have forty nine dollars, and we want a seven bedroom house with a pool on the beach. And we're going to go find it. And then they cruise around, they look at a bunch of houses, and they end up uh, uh, finding the house of their dreams.
0: Yeah. Anyway, I was an extra on my friend my friend's episode of House Hunters. They had already closed on the house, <laughs> the one that they quote unquote chose on the show, and they had the option of then using family members' houses as the other choices. <laughs> <laughs> it was all a hundred percent staged uh in fact we all had to have multiple outfit changes uh and it, this all happened in one day to appear is this if this was all filmed over time often only one of the three houses toured is unfurnished and that's your sign as to which one has already been bought by this couple i think they only got around 500 dollars for appearing on the show but most of that went uh to buy in the required outfits.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because most uh, multiple listing services in America, you would need written permission from the seller and probably from the MLS. Uh, In order to use to 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 film a television show inside a house that's not yours, right? Because you're not paying any fees to the seller, and yet you're commenting and having commentary and filming inside their house for them to you to you to make a profit on this television show. So that kind of makes sense uh, of what they've described there. That they waited till they actually owned the house and then set up the other. Yeah. It's possible that you could maybe find some other houses to film in, but you, they definitely would need to get a release form on that.
0: Yeah, a couple others. MasterChef. Uh, I was on Master Chef. It was completely staged. They even go as far to have handlers with every cook doing most of the plating. Uh, it's all a ruse. I... I it, it seems like some people that are a master chef, they they come out. They must be able to cook because they open up they open up restaurants as a yeah, result. Yeah, I, right? I
1: I think that there's assistance. though. So we we did a bit years ago with Tom Douglas uh, where we were going to do an Iron Chef type of thing, and he had a sous chef assigned to me, and I was like, what's this guy doing here? And they're like, oh, he's here to assist. Because they want it to be a certain quality. Yeah. And I was like, well, that violates everything I thought we were doing. Mm. Like, you're just not going to let me cook? And it's like, you no, know, you have a, a professional sous chef, quote-unquote sous chef, that ended up, you know, steering all the dishes. And so I, I, that, that might happen there. Um, the ones, I, I think, like Iron Chef, though, you watch them cook. You know, so if you're on Iron Chef, like, I I think that that one's legit, but these other ones where it's a a panel of judges that, you know, is more scripted, um, I can see that the producers coming in because they're on a tight schedule, man. When you got all those camera people and your set designers and makeup and hair and the talent and everything, they probably got to get. Some shows done every day, you know. If that season is thirteen episodes long or whatever, I bet they do that in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So I mean, they're they're ripping through a couple of shows a day.
0: Yeah. Uh, finally, a person uh, who went to the same school as me uh, was on the uh, show. Uh, American Idol, she faked a chronic illness and pretty much her whole life story to get a good sob story going on her audition tape, which the producer loved. So uh, she lasted for about four episodes. People actually liked her online until... I started talking about what she's really like. She was a big bully. She did not have a chronic illness. And our tragic backstory was 110% made up, and I let people know about that. So.
1: Th- that happens. And the other thing, you and I have some friends that made it through the audition process for, for Idol, the, the Henleys. And the, once they saw the contract they had to sign.
0: Top 200 people have to sign a contract. So even if you don't make it on the show. Uh, if if you want to sign up for a run at the show, you have to sign your rights away, I think, for 10 years. Yeah, and is, they were is like... What, is what they shared with
1: and us. And they so. said, uh, no thanks. Like, uh, And you're giving away, I think, half of your royalties on everything. Yeah. And you give away your right to even choose a label or a producer or anything uh, uh, if you make a recorded album with a label. And so they were just like, no, I'm not interested. Like, I, 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 I'll I'll take my chances... Uh, with my own career, as opposed to giving everything away right away. And you think back to when was the last person that was a legitimate star yeah. from those shows? Like, you point. have your Miranda Lambert and your, um, what's the woman that does daytime TV now? Um, you know, there were a couple legitimate stars that Miranda came. Miranda Lambert. Miranda Lambert. Or um, she does the Monday Night Football theme no. or whatever. It's no. uh, not Miranda Lambert. What's no, her name? No, no, no. You know what I'm talking about uh so there's a country star there was uh the the one woman that does daytime t v and then the uh Jennifer Hudson was on that show sure. It's, uh, God, what is her name? It's Carrie. Not, her name Carrie Underwood. There you go. So, Carrie Underwood. Man. You had, uh, uh, Jennifer Hudson. Like, so there's a couple outliers, but think of the hundreds and hundreds of people that have been on those shows. And it's few and far between that someone takes off. <laughs>
0: yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why Blake Shelton ended up leaving The Voice because he said none of these people ever become stars. And the only way they get promoted is if I take them out on tour with me. And that's, that's the only shot that they really have. And I'll, I'll let them open up. But, uh, it, it's, I, I think it's really hard to do it, especially with there's so much talent on the internet. There's so many people on TikTok and, and those screens just outnumber anything that, that you're going to see on even television now. So more on the other side. All right, you guys, back to those guys, Ron and Don, just a moment. I love those guys. I also love listening to Dave Ramsey. If you've ever listened to his radio show, or Barbara Corcoran, who is on Shark Tank, both of them heavily invested, millions of dollars, heavily invested in real estate, and they say the reason why they're heavily invested, even over leveraged in real estate, is it, it's because, well, because of the way that real estate has performed for them over the last 10, 20, 30 years. What they are saying right now to single family home buyers, Go out and buy a home right now. You're not going to find a better time than right now because there's a lot of people out there that are waiting for rates to come down. That means there's people standing on the sidelines and Mitch is here from Mitch.loans. That gives buyers right now an opportunity that they're not going to have and rates come down a little bit. And, and, and buyers, Mitch, flood back into the market, right?
1: That's right. Anytime there's people on the sidelines waiting, that means great things for the future, right? If we see rates drop even a little bit, the number of extra pre-approvals we have in our system, the number of extra buyers we have in our system grows exponentially. And that's gonna mean what? It's gonna mean home prices
0: jump and they're gonna jump up, and if you buy now, you'll have to be a part of that. So let's say they pick up the phone, someone calls you, Mitch, not loans, and they buy a home, and they're not happy with the rate, but all of a sudden, a year from now, or two years from now, or even, uh, uh, two and a half years from now, rates come down. What do they do? They pick up the phone and call you again. Yeah,
1: they call us again. We refinance into a whole new loan. It comes with just very minor closing costs, and if they're with us, we'll waive them for you. So it's really just a no-brainer. Buy now and refi into a lower rate, and you'll get that same house for the same price but with a lower,
0: per- yeah. lower payment. Yeah, it's good enough for Dave Ramsey, who I really trust, or Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank. Hey, that's good enough for me. All you have to do right now is go to mitch.loans.com and to find that house, come find us. Go to ronanddonsitdown.com and we will see you in about 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. All right, you guys, welcome back uh, to the Ronadon Show. This is kind of interesting. This is an interesting story when you look at Major League Baseball. And this story is about uniforms, but it's also about uh, so many other things. And athletes sometimes that, that get overpaid and it'll be very interesting as we move forward. For instance, you look at the NBA model and the NBA model two and three years ago was the hottest product in the world. And now a lot of these players are overpaid and a lot of these NBA owners are just saying, Hey, we can't afford it anymore because the TV contracts, it's all about the TV contracts. It doesn't support it. Right. And think about what a lot of these owners were able to do. In fact, we see this with the diamondbacks right now. Uh, The Diamondbacks were given a facility, $180 million was pumped in to this facility to refurbish it. And already you have the owner down there going, hey, you know what, uh, boy pretty amazing what las vegas is willing to do and and offer us if the city doesn't step and the city just stepped right the city just did that and oakland's doing the same thing yeah vegas. and oakland's doing the same thing in fact uh, they're they're already on their way to las vegas but could las vegas take on two baseball teams they probably could because it's one of those places where people go in fact it'll be interesting to go to a raider game i wonder if it feels like a raider game there or if it feels like Uh, when you go to a Scott, when you go to a Cardinal game, like a Scottsdale game, or even if you go to a Diamondback game, sometimes you'll see more people from the other team there, uh, because Scottsdale is such a great place to go visit. Same in Las Vegas. We see that here in Seattle in the summer months.
1: If you went to a, a Mariner Diamondback game in Arizona, it would probably be at least half Mariner fans.
0: Yeah, but here, sometimes, if you go to a Blue Jays game, you certainly would see more Blue Jays fans, or you see, certainly see more Boston Red Sox fans, because they see it as, hey, we're burning up. Seattle would be a great place to go in the summer to watch a game. Ballpark's super cool. and 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 so, anyway... A a lot of these ball teams have been able to go uh, to cities around the country and say, hey, look, we want the stadium deal. And not only do we want the money from the stadium when our team plays, we want the money when Miranda Lambert, for instance, that just popped in my head. Right. When she shows up to sing, Uh, we want the parking. Uh, We want uh, part of the turnstile. We want uh, also part of. Uh, when we sell a hot dog or a burger, whatever it is, a beer money, we, we, we want to participate in all that, right? Uh, we see that with the Kraken deal here right now. So, But, but we're beginning to see pushback again. A lot of times cities out there just to get these pro teams and keep these cities going would open up their pocketbooks and say, "Okay, uh, we're going to tax the taxpayer. Now we're beginning to see pushback again, kind of like the pushback we saw when the Seattle, Seattle Seahawks were leaving town or the Mariners were leaving town. We're seeing that pushback again around the country. And a lot of these teams are saying, hey, we can't afford what we're paying our players right now. There's some pretty incredible baseball players. That aren't in camp right now because the money they're demanding and what the market says that they're worth now with some of these TV contracts, that they aren't worth it. And even the Mariners here right now, one of the reasons why they are struggling to put a good product on the field is because things have now gone south of Root Sports. They own Root Sports. They own a share of it. Now they own all of it. And and they somehow have to make the tv contract with root sports work and what you have is you have a lot of cable providers out there that have looked at espn for instance and said you know what we can't keep paying these great big rights fees and in fact go look for root sports right now and see if you can find it see if you can watch Uh, a mariner game this spring it's going to be very hard and very tough to do because a lot of these tv deals have fallen apart and as a result of that we have a lot of players out there that aren't playing ron this story says maybe if you're a baseball player maybe you're glad this spring you're not playing because evidently for the last eight years major league baseball has been working on a new uniform uh, in fact, Nike has been a part of this, and they've rolled out these uniforms in Cactus League and Pineapple League play around the country. Not only do the fans hate it, the players hate these uniforms even more. They say they're very uh, thin, they're flimsy, they're see-through, and you can see their hat huh and the hat. Huh. And they immediately want to go back to the old uniforms. But the problem is Nike didn't make these old uniforms. So if it took eight years for them to get here and they said they created these uniforms and they use computer generated models and all kinds of stuff so the players would love them, the players hate them. And if the players hate them and don't want to wear them, fans aren't going to want to buy them. Uh, what is a path forward right now for Major League Baseball and these pajamas that they're trying to get players to wear uh, this spring season where you can see their hat huh and their huh?
1: i I think this all goes back to Nike said, hey, we're going to put every player into this laser booth. Yeah. And we'll measure them down to, like, the nanometer. Yeah. And then, the you know, then the computer will know exactly how to make a uniform for Dawn that fits like a glove. And they're like, a lot of baseball players like,
0: I don't want it to fit like a glove. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, you thought Patrick Holmes had a, a dad bod? Yeah. Like, like, 70% of baseball players have a dad bod. Yeah. So, I think that's one issue. Levi's tried this as well for a while where they said, hey, ladies, come in and we're going to laser scan you and make you custom jeans and for a certain number of people that was great and they're like hey i want to show off all this and the the rest of the population was like no it just needs to like squeeze it all in there like we're used to do the lululemon style where it's just gonna just gonna contain it all all right so i think baseball is is dealing with that it's fun on, on the Story that I saw, I saw a couple players that seemed like they liked the uniform, but I, I don't, I don't know what you do. Um on this like it's it's the contracts in place the owners will probably say hey it's already a done deal do it like this happened i saw some guys talking about this with the nfl when the nfl went from reebok to nike they were like the linemen especially were like hey the old reebok jerseys weren't stretchy and that was good because the defensive lineman couldn't grab onto me It's like the new uniforms being stretchy bad because now i can get held by every d lineman out there so i think it's just gonna Take a while to get broken in.
0: Yeah. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Ron and Don Show. We are not in our pajamas today. We are fully dressed. Uh, the only naked one in our studio right now is Charlie, but
1: he's wearing his collar. Hmm? He's got a collar on. Yeah, he has a collar on. He's not naked. he's yeah.
0: Like you talking about me. Hey, if you need need us, just reach out, ronadonsitdown.com right? And you can go
1: to the website, email me directly, Ron at Ronadon.com. We'd love to sit down with you and put a, a custom strategy together and game plan with you about your real estate situation.
0: Yeah. All right. If you need us for investing, buying, selling, we are here for you. Uh, it starts with sit down, it's about forty-five minutes. It's virtual, and then uh, we'll come out and see you. And then we'll really sit down. We'll bring you a Ronadon coffee mug. How about that? Uh yeah, that sounds cool. All right, so if you need us, run it on sitdown.com. If you need a loan, Mitch.loans. And also, if you need to do tires, go see our friends at Les Schwab because the Founders Day celebration is going on right now, you guys. So stop by Les Schwab near you and get $150 off select tires at Les Schwab. Find a location near you, Les leschwab.com. All right, Till next time, here comes my son. Thanks for hitting subscribe. Thanks for allowing us. Uh, to be your friends, your broadcasters, and your realtors. That means everything. Uh, And thanks for telling other people about us. A lot of you have done that. And we're deeply appreciative for that. So thank you so much. Till next time. Head up, shoulders back. Give me a the Ron and Don show only on the Ron and Don Radio Network.
1: Now keep your head up and your shoulders back. And keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time. Only. 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 Only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. <laughs>